Hi there, and welcome to the ATS podcast uh, with me, Will Brown, and John Soulsby, where we break down chunks of health and fitness information into bite-sized pieces, remove a bunch of the noise, and just leave what's relevant. Um, today we are on episode 14, and today we're going to be talking about uh, best recovery strategy, but we're going to lead in as we usually do with an off-topic, and the off-topic for today is our favourite self-care activities. Yeah. Um, I think both of us probably have a very similar one in playing video games. If we're putting self-care down as kind of like, for me, it's about taking a mental break from like the general stress in your life. Mm, yeah, just unwinding. Um, yeah. Um, so I think both of us very much enjoy spending time playing video games. Either online or like single player stuff. Yeah, very much so. I've kind of I've gotten away from it a little bit recently, just because uh, I just spend so much of my other time painting. So I yeah. just I've just that's, doing that. That's probably another one for you. Um, and then for me, another one is either in summer hiking or mountain biking. Is another really good one. Just like something that you have to focus like not ridiculously hard but like on something completely other than work or whatever you have to be kind of in the moment yeah the um kind of the same i i enjoy video games i specifically i think i mostly just enjoy playing games with my pals now like i don't play so much single player stuff anymore um i am really enjoying my painting I enjoy it as much as I've done the usual thing and turned it into a yet another way to make some money on the side. Um, yeah. It is very handy that it pays for itself. Um, mm. I enjoy it just because it is, yeah, it is just time you zone out. Like, it's so easy to just sit down. Like, the the, the regularity with which I sit down, like, after work where I get home, maybe, like, I don't know, like, if it's in the evening, I might get back, like, seven or eight. And you just sit down and then you look up at the clock and it's like half ten. And you're like, ugh. Yeah. But at least at that point, I'm like, I have something. Like, I have kind of developed, like, a kind of skill. And it's, like, quite... I find it quite good for my creative outlet because you don't really get a whole bunch of creativity just programming numbers all the time. Like, you get a bit, but not, like, loads. Not really. It's only so uh, colourful you can make an Excel sheet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. yeah, I think that's the key. It's like, actually doing something... That kind of takes your mind off normal and i suppose for both of us we're very goal-oriented people in general mm. i suppose being pts so like both aspects you with painting and me with like mountain biking as an example like you come away being like i was better today that was good yeah although it does get into that you end up in that great swampy middle or at least i am where it's just like it's like weeks and months in between all those dopamine hits of like actual improvement yeah, I'm where like, I'm, uh... I'm very much in the newbie gains at the moment of every time I'm like, I am significantly better than last time. That's Great. A, that's a dangerous thing, just dropping, just picking up and dropping stuff once you get past like that fun new bit where you're learning everything. Yeah. Just learn, like just spend the time getting all those early dubs, and then when it gets remotely challenging, just drop it immediately and go start something else. I mean, to be fair, that's fine if it's just something to like you do in your spare time. Like if it's just something to keep you chilled out, and yeah. is that that's not too bad. You're never going to get very good at anything, but that's yeah, it's true. Right, so moving on to 
best recovery strategy. Um, again, as we've stated, we've done a few of these where we talk about the best in air quotes mm-hmm. of anything. Um, although this one does actually have an answer, unlike the other ones, uh, which is just yeah. sleep eight hours a day, at least. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, That's the best uh, recovery strategy. And then take some naps if you can. That's it. Best recovery possible. Done. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I actually, apart, aside from just sleeping eight plus hours a day, because you can't beat it. Um, there's a fair few things to do, but they all kind of orientate around like relaxing and sleeping. There's not. Yeah. The um, um, so the like the big broad strokes in terms of sleeping or sleeping recovery, specifically from training. So this is another one where stuff gets a bit muddied because I don't think a lot of people make the definition as clear as it should be. Which is mm-hmm. recovery from training, exercise, whatever you happen to be up to, is a bit different than recovery from injury. Oh, it's very very different. Um, <clears throat> in terms of recovery with the aim of recovering from a training stimulus and then adapting, the best three things you can do is, or sorry, best three things are sleep a decent amount with decent quality. So that's the first place to look, like if your sleep hygiene is pish. Um, If you're wondering, if you don't really know how you sleep, well, number one, if you wake up tired enough to not want to get out of bed, that's probably a good sign that you're not sleeping very well. Number two, you can get some of these like little Fitbit things. You don't have to get like the mad expensive ones. You can just get the kind of budget model ones, and they give you a sleep score. <clears throat> or there's ver- there's various other things that will give you a sleep score, but essentially it'll just track. I believe it's based on like a combination of movement and your heart rate variability that they like define how restful your sleep is. Due to the yeah. fact, like your heart rate will dip significantly down when you're in like full REM and deep sleep and stuff, and they track that through the night and give you a sleep score. If your sleep score is also very low, as a reasonable indicator that you're not sleeping too good, and this isn't a thing of like, oh, you must do it, but it's like if you are someone who wants to push their training as much as they can you're probably you're going to need to like you can't out recover like you can't like just get by coasting on recovery like you you physically can't yeah it's like you can't out train a bad diet like it's not possible like it's way way easier to eat 10,000 calories than it is to do 10,000 calories of work like by... 10,000 calories of work is like actually like just madness there's some fantastic youtube videos of people trying to do both simultaneously i think there's one memorable one where the guy is trying to d- do several thousand calories of exercise as well as eat it during the day and the bit that sticks in my mind is when he's doing lengths of a pool and then trying to eat slices of pizza in between lengths and that goes about as well as you might expect it does yeah (laughs) i imagine that goes horribly yep so in terms of best recovery strategies yeah the other two are after sleep are nutrition Again, if you're eating fucking wassets and Diet Coke for most of your macronutrients, you're not going to recover super well. Uh, and life stress is another one. 
obviously <clears throat> there's like life is stressful yeah but yeah if you can I think sorry go on i was more just like i think this is come comes up quite commonly in like when especially with newer clients is life stress and work stress like it's all part of the same like cup of recovery yeah like, like all the all the stress goes in things. yeah um so you can't think about it for like oh well that's just like work that's that's not affecting my training like it's it, it does yeah so. all the stress goes in the same place um the idea being that if you can minimize like non-mission critical stress like thinking about like essentially like having to organize your finances like organizing stuff around your life like if work is super stressful and you have deadlines to meet that you just have to like you got to pay the bills obviously but if you're again worried about I don't know how well your latest Instagram post does or like I don't know worried if the bird in your uni classes noticed you're wearing your aftershave or some shit like stop it like get some help the uh <laughs> the um unnecessary life stress that you can minimize especially and the way to tell is if you can do anything about it you should probably you know do something about it like you can control how much effort you put in at your job to make sure you meet deadlines and make sure you pay bills done mm. you can't control like I don't know whether like the like insurance claim you need to fill out for your car because somebody dinged your car in the parking lot comes back or whatever you can just fill it in send it away and then wait till it comes back like you can't do anything and worrying about it isn't going to do anything to help yeah and I think that's also where it's good to have as we're saying at the start things that like you kind of zone out on or you just stop like thinking about your general daily stress because if you're yeah if you're spending your evenings just stressing out about work that's not beneficial to your recovery whereas if you're spending your evenings painting for example and you literally think about none of it and you're not doing anything physical that's like great for you yeah just zone it out like slip slump it down getting some chilled out time reading whatever like something like that it's all good um obviously supplementation can come into it um stuff like zma anything with magnesium in it is going to help but the amount that it does help is pretty minimal and if it's it's assumed that you're going to be eating a varied enough amount of nutrition in the diet part of or nutrition part of sleep nutrition and then just minimize life, life stress in that kind of trifecta of things yeah. that you aren't going to gain any significant aid from any additional micro or macronutrients because it's assumed it will be covered by the nutritional end of things um soviet sports supplements will obviously boost recovery significantly but then with that comes the fact that you can train even more and you'll probably want to train even more uh, yeah i'd say that the recovery stuff is i mean even more important if you're taking that route but also like it, oh, it's still the same you just train more like it's, it's not like some yeah and you should also very much have medical assistance for things like oh, monitoring yes. your blood pressure because otherwise it gonna go pete tong and you ain't gonna make it um, um 
in terms of what else? Yeah, those three things. Um, other stuff that doesn't help recovery in terms of it will not aid your ability to recover from training is stuff like foam rolling, sports massage, stretching, yoga, pilates, whatever you want to call it. Like, if you're thinking in terms of doing lighter work, then yes, 100%, but you need to do lighter loaded stuff or like cardiovascular activity, like whichever. If you're doing like a very low form of exercise in terms of intensity, that's probably going to help, but you could also just go for a walk. Like, I was visiting another gym uh, the other week when Claire was training there, and I just sat on a stationary bike and just pedaled away at like I don't know, like fuck, like 20 above my resting heart rate for like half an hour. Like I was literally just yeah. sat talking to people whilst pedaling yeah. away. Like that kind of intensity, like it's super low intensity, but that will assist in recovery. Like there's this weird zone where like light work will help you recover quicker than no work sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but then on the flip side of that, if you go too hard and you just do 20 minutes, but you're like, heart rate 160 that will not help that will not help yeah that's work um also i think a good one is too much um like i'll like go into the sauna and things like that or like steam room sauna um hot tub that sort of thing a lot of people feel that's good for recovery it might make you feel better but like heat strokes a thing dehydration yeah definitely just bring you out and so you're just even less hydrated than when you went in it's like de- yeah, dehydration and just general heat stroke. Like heat stroke, I mean, kills you pretty quick in an extreme. So it, it kind of makes sense that that's quite a stressful thing to do. So if you spend like 40 minutes in the sauna, it's not really helping. Recover. That's fucking wild. But I, yeah. Um, whereas like, I think like 10, 15 minutes has been shown that can help you a bit. Mm-hmm. But again, this is all like, Everything else better be in check if you're bothering doing that. Yeah, like if if someone came up being like, it's like, oh, like I'm really struggling to recover from training, and you're like, okay, cool, like how much do you sleep a night? And they're like, oh, like five hours, but I do like half an hour in the sauna every day. You're like, hmm, yeah. we're, we're kind of <laughs> majoring, yeah, we're majoring yeah. in the minors here, like a little bit. Go, stop it and go to bed half yeah. an hour earlier. Just spend that extra forty sauna, <laughs> t- that forty minutes sauna time in bed, like literally just sleep an extra bit, bud. Like you'll be way better. Um, but yeah, the other stuff, I think the important distinction with a lot of this, like massage, foam rolling, various other stuff, if it makes you feel better, great. Like if you do it and you're like, I actually feel happier, better about how I feel after doing that, minted, do it. But it actually isn't going to help your recovery. It will help you feel better. But that isn't synonymous with your ability to improve and or repeat training performance, like your state of readiness. It does help, because obviously if you're in a better mood, you're not going to be so miserable about training. But it doesn't significantly impact it in any way that people can tell. Yeah. And we out.